Welcome to Dynasty for the Common Man, a Dynasty football podcast hosted by an average Joe Dynasty player wanting to talk with average Joe Dynasty players. My name is Nathaniel Broughton. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathaniel Bro, but don't follow me expecting me to push out a bunch of content or hot takes. I'm on Twitter for, for interaction. So go ahead and shoot me dynasty questions, pose your own game theory strategies, or just brag about a trade that just went down. That's what I love to do on Twitter, interact with other dynasty football fans. So let's get to this week's show. Welcome back to episode 10 of Dynasty for the Common Man. Uh, I'm on, uh, I'm on location at my mom's house for visiting family. So hopefully the sound quality uh, is decent tonight. If, if not, and there's any glitches, apologize for that. I'll try my best to edit out any of that stuff, but wanted to still do a podcast, even though, um, I'm traveling a little bit with the family just because, uh, I, I set up some of these, uh, these appointments and especially tonight's has been a guy who I just, um, appreciated because he commissions two of the dynasty leagues I'm in and he kind of took them over. Um, he wasn't the original commissioner. Uh, and just this last, uh, this last rookie draft season with how many balls he was juggling. Cause he commissions a lot of leagues. He was super responsive, really respectful. We were, you know, bombarding him with questions and there were glitches and he was so quick to fix them and never getting, you know, annoyed with any of us in the group chats, um, just really servant hearted. And so wanted to, wanted to still have an, a night uh, connecting with him. So this is Reggie uh, who commissions two of the dynasty leagues I'm in. And thanks for joining me to, tonight, Reggie. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. And thank you for the invite, Daniel. Yeah. Um, so Reggie is down in Tennessee. He's retired. He uh, used to be in construction, working with his hands for 30 plus years. And now he's uh, living the good life, but he's actually from, well, at least maybe spent some time at least uh, near where I grew up in Northern Illinois. Um, my dad might've been in college in DeKalb around the same time that you were in, uh, in the area. So uh, we both kind of have roots there, but you're not a bears fan. You are a Rams fan. What's it been like getting yanked around LA, then back to St. Louis, now back to uh, LA how do you still stay a fan when they keep moving around? Well, uh, I guess for me, it's not difficult. You know, just being a Ram fan for as long as I have, wherever they are is wherever they're at. Although I do, I do like them being in LA uh, over St. Louis. Nothing against St. Louis. It's just that when I became a Ram fan, that's where they were at at the time. And it was disheartening to see them leave actually Anaheim and then go to St. Louis, but it's, it's good. It's good to, for them to be back in LA. I'm, huh. I'm pleased that they're back there. Yeah. Were you a Ram fan back when Eric Dickerson was, was running the ball? Oh yeah. Yeah. I believe that was uh 1983, his rookie season. Okay. So I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up knowing Eric Dickerson. I've only seen old school, like ESPN highlights. Like what was it like as a fan watching one of the, the greats? It was really pretty neat. Um, I got to see him live in St. Louis, believe it or not. Um, I had friends that uh, lived in the St. Louis area, so we got tickets one one 
game and uh, got to see him run all over the Cardinals. Nice. <laughs> it was a fun time. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of Ram fans in there. Of course, I was wearing a Ram jersey. Nothing nothing happened or anything like that. But uh, it, was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Well, why was he always wearing the goggles? What was with that? Because uh, he had bad eyesight. Oh, so there were glasses, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was always like, what is going on with that? Uh, that makes sense. I think about it. And, well, and I actually have a, a, a whole uh, scrapbook on, uh, on Dickerson. Nice. Um, I forgot all about it until you brought him up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I just think about like in the eighties when Peyton, Walter Peyton was running, I, I was too young to really experience him as well. And so uh, I've never had, you know, the, the closest to a Hall of Famer that I've got to watch as a Bear fan is Brian Urlacher, but I, I don't really consider him a Hall of Famer. So I, I was kind of just like, what it would it be like to have one of the all-time greats and you're experiencing it, you know, firsthand as a fan? That would be fun. Um, but anyways, uh, what I really want to talk to you about is uh, your commissioning of so many leagues. So you're in a lot of Dynasty Leagues. Uh, tell me how many you're in and how many of those are you the commissioner? I'm in 17 dynasty leagues and I commissioned 12. Um, why? And is that, is that part of the joy for you is the commissioning or is that more of like a, so that I can at least be in this many leagues? Um, well, I was, I was a assistant commissioner for those 12 leagues and for some, you know, for personal reasons, the commissioner left. And he gave me warning, and so it was like either I commission them or they're just going to die off. So I figured, well, heck, I'll just take them over because I was helping him anyway. Yeah. So uh, I just took him over, and, and then I asked uh, someone else that's in the league to just be my assistant. And, you know, and, and he was gracious enough to say, yeah, no problem. So, okay. Yeah, so the original uh, commissioner was Aaron out in Seattle. And uh, Aaron, if you're listening, we're, we miss you. Grateful that you started these leagues. How did you connect with being the assistant in general? Like, I've never even heard of an assistant commis- commissioner. Um, I was trying, trying myself to remember. Uh, he must have advertised somewhere, and I must have saw it and, and answered it. Not not to assistant commission, but just, you know, he, he was uh, starting a, uh, a startup. Yeah. And uh, so I answered it. And, and so I was, I joined the league. And uh, from that point on, he, he, um, at that time he had, I only, he had nine leagues that I knew of. I was, I, I uh, started with the, the ninth league and um, you know, he, he, I think he asked either he asked if I was interested in more or I asked if he had more since, you know, I was in, it's called dynasty nine. So I, you know, I, I figured there was another eight there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically I just uh, joined one league after another with him um, as far as uh, taking them over, you know, orphans. Okay. And, and then, uh, then he did 10, 11 and 12. And of course, you know, he asked me to, to join those in which I was happy to do. So that's where we are with the 12 leagues. So, okay. Uh, and he's, He's still in six of those. Oh, is he? Okay. He didn't leave all of them. Yeah. Okay. But he's not, he, uh, he didn't want to commission anything. Anymore. Sure. Sure. Um, now what's like, are there, I think you said 17 leagues. I know that you 
a few of them are more than 12 teamers. Um, do you have a 16 team league? Is that right? Yeah, I'm in a 16 team league and the rookie draft is still going on. We're, we're in round four, 24 hour timer with no, uh, no time off. Okay. Um, and we're just starting round four uh, today. So 16 teams. What's, uh, for people who are, are maybe not in that type of format, like what's, what's it like being in a 16 team league versus your standard, you know, 12 or even 10 uh, that are more, more well-known. The, the 16 leagues are a lot more complicated. It's a little bit different strategy. Um, all the, uh, you're going to have, we have uh, 20, 21 or 22. I think it's 22 man roster. Um, so 22 times 16, whatever. Comes yeah, yeah. I don't have the calculator in my hand at the moment, but that's a lot of players. So, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot of players that don't, um, don't contribute. Yeah. Um, so I think you just, you know, for instance, this, uh, I had uh, three or four quarterbacks just as an example. It's not a, it's not a super flex. It's just a regular okay. one quarterback league. And uh, I was, I'm going to be dropping before the draft. I had four quarterbacks. One I'm going to be dropping. Hopefully my, uh, all my uh, um, league mates won't be listening in on this, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, one, one I'll be dropping and I picked up two more. No, I'm getting, sometimes I get the leagues mixed up. <laughs> that many, I can imagine. So let me think here. Uh, I picked up one more. Yeah. Just one more. And um, uh, which was Burrow. So okay. definitely not going to be dropping him. Right. But, you know, just as an example, you got 16-team league. You got 32 starting quarterbacks. So if, if everybody's got uh, two starting quarterbacks, you know, that's the, that's the whole NFL. Right. But sometimes you got injuries. Sometimes you got someone that's going to be a starter. You think is a starter. is not going to be a starter. So, you know, that's just an example. You can take advantage of, of your league mates you know, in the respect that if, if you have extras for quarterbacks, because there's only 32 of them, you might be able to get a good trade somewhere along the line for yeah. one of your quarterbacks. So, yeah, that's interesting. And the, kind of the value of the quarterback position raises, even though it's not necessarily a two QB league. Because, like, I mean, if last year you had Mariota, Winston, and Ben Roethlisberger, all you were left with was Winston. And now this year, all you're left with is Ben Roethlisberger. And so – yeah, you might be exactly. like, "Oh, I got three quarterbacks. I'm fine," and I know that's a little cherry picking because all of them, you know, are, have fallen on difficult times. But like, it could it could look like a very stable position and then just immediately switch. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that similar? Like, I mean, what is what's the third wide receiver kind of look like? And uh, are we talking? Well, I can, I can, I can, I can tell you my my receivers. Yeah, who's the third receiver you'd be starting in a league like that? Oh, my third one is probably going to be. My guess is it's going to be Rugs or Slayton. Derek okay. Slayton. Oh, that's my, pretty good. You must have some decent yeah. depth then. Well, see, I did a lot of trading. I ended up having 11 draft picks and five first round draft picks for this rookie draft. Oh, okay. So I. I 
I was able to pick up um, with the fourth and fifth picks. I couldn't believe that the Edwards Hilaire was there at number four. So I was able to get Edwards Hilaire at four and Swift at five. That's crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and then I had picks, what was it, fifteen? I had it written down here somewhere. Fifteen. 11, 15, and 17. And the reason I had 17 and it's a 16 team league, um, some of some of the leagues that I'm in, a couple of my leagues that I'm in, is they they have more draft picks than uh, than just the, the standard. Uh-huh. Uh, for instance, I got pick 17, 117, because I was last year I was in the toilet bowl. Um, league or you know sure uh round for the playoffs mm-hmm. and i won that so that was my reward to get picked 17 okay and so they, they they do stuff like that they'll you know if someone uh does something else they'll get like you know pick two two seventeen and stuff like so they it's it's nice but it's also i'm not really quite sure if i like it it's i don't do it in any of my leagues uh and i believe to me it's it kind of uh, waters down the draft picks because especially with a 16 team league, we're already (laughs) goodness. um, We have how many, we have 71 picks in a four round um, 16 team league because of also because of the extra draft picks that people are awarded. Okay. Yeah. You know, 71 picks. That's a lot of picks. Yeah. I'm looking at DLF's rookie ADP right now, and they only draft 62 players. And the the bottom 12 of them, I've never heard of. And so you got to even go another 10 plus beyond that. I mean, most of these guys in the in the bottom, in like 45 on, I don't know any of those guys. Yeah. Does that, does well, that mean it, you're big into like? Do you play any Devi or do you follow college football a lot or? I don't follow college per se, other than the fighting Illini. Um, but uh, well, I also UT Tennessee since okay. we're here. But uh, um, I just try to do a lot of research, uh, basically when the season ends, and you know, you got the Senior Bowl and, and you know Indianapolis and, yeah. and all that stuff. So I just I just try to do a lot of research. I you know listen to other podcasts and. Uh, you know, quote unquote, uh, fantasy experts here and experts there. And, you know, I just kind of go from there. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're just, you're just like me. I don't, I don't do any scouting or anything like that. How do you manage the 17, 17 leagues though? Like, are they all using the same f- format? Are they all fan tracks or are you having to no, um, the, the, the 12 that I commission are all on fan track. And then I have two leagues on MFL and three leagues on ESPN. So those are, it's, it's all different format. They all have their pluses and minuses. I think I, overall, I like ESPN the best, but ESPN is not very conducive for dynasty leagues because you can't, there's no format for trading draft picks. On yeah. ESPN. Yeah. Which that just so, blows my mind. I, when I opened, when I started the first dynasty league, I, I started, um, I did ESPN and now looking back, I've, I've, we've abandoned that site and moved uh, to sleeper, but 
I'm mm. just like, it's ESPN. Like, they have to be able to have the manpower to figure this out, <laughs> but they just haven't. So, I gave yeah, up. I, I agree. Well, this draft that, that we're doing now, um, we actually do it on MFL. Okay. And, and, you know, I'm not the commissioner or anything, but I did ask the commissioner, I said, there isn't a charge for this? And he said, no, as long as we're not using their format uh, during the season, we're just using it for, you know, this time of the year and, and, and for your draft, you know, it's, it's all free. Because <laughs> uh, I know I'm in, a, I'm in another, uh, my second MFL league, and it's a, uh, a quote-unquote free league, but it costs $5 because it's on MFL, you know, and it's not fair for the commissioner to pay $5 per team. So we all pitch in our five bucks. Right. Right. Okay. So that's, a, that's a contract league, which is a different story also. Yeah. I've been interested in, in contract leagues. I feel like they're, uh, they're slower to grow in popularity, but I, I do know several people who play them. What's, uh, yeah. what's the, like, what's it like in negotiation in a contract league? Cause I've heard it's more challenging, but I haven't really heard like what it specifically looks like. Well, for me, I, I mean, and I assume it's for other folks too, that you got to look at, okay, what's my, you know, what's my salary cap for this season and what, you know, how much, how much dollar, how many dollars do I have left? And uh, so if you're trying to make a trade for this person or that person, or you're trying to get rid of someone, I did that earlier. I was happy as a lark um, to get rid of Rashad Penny. I, I think he was costing me, I can't remember for sure, eight, 10, 12 bucks, something like that, uh, you know, a year. And he just wasn't producing yeah. me anyway. So I, someone offered, offered to, uh, take him off my hand and a little bit of negotiation and, and, you know, there you go. You know, he was gone off my team and I was happy for that. And, and, you know, the other, the other league league mate was happy also because he got who he wanted. Right, he may so, have had the money to spare and needed some RB depth, and right. you just he, need to get some money freed up. Yeah, he he definitely did need the RB depth, and uh, so it worked out good for him. Worked out good for me. So, can do you just give like what did you get back? Like, are you like taking uh, since the impetus is for you to offload him? Or are you just taking a lesser valued player because it's and, not just the player; it's also the the cap space. At that time, I, I I think it was a couple of draft picks, two or three draft picks. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, it, it worked out good for me in that respect. It freed up money, um, and it's got someone off my bench that I really wasn't using. I I wasn't putting them in the starting lineup, um, except for maybe uh, you know uh, bye weeks. So, you know, it was it was good. It's it's good to you, you want to churn the bottom of your roster every year. You just want to, you know, turn it over, um, and, and go, you know, go for go for new ones. That's that's how I do it. I, I got my core guys, um, and I just churn the bottom of my roster. Okay, nice. Uh, so we want to do two things for the rest of our our time together. We wanted to talk about kind of how you approach dynasty startups. Since you're in so many leagues, I know some of them are orphans. Um, but you've probably gained a wealth of experience, uh, maybe of what not to do, trial by fire, um, tips to, to navigate different startups. So I wanted to talk about uh, Dynasty Startups if you're up for it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the first question is, in the 
like what do you do to get started like how do you prepare are you are you running mock drafts are you um using some websites are you looking at rankings are you are you doing tiering of positions like how, how do you approach the prep work i i don't do mock drafts anymore i used to do that a lot i just the the mock drafts you're usually up against a computer or sometimes you're up against some you know other people but then people drop out so now half the people are half the other league mates that you're drafting against are actual people and some are computers so yeah i i don't i i haven't done mock drafts in probably two or three years okay you know i i i look at the uh the professional quote-unquote professional rankings and i kind of you know go off of that sort of thing uh there's are you are you doing multiple sites or is there one particular you like I, I do multiple sites. Yes. I probably do. Oh, I, I, maybe three, four, five sites. Okay. Uh, Dynasty football. Um, um, gosh. Um, fantasy pros, uh, pro football focus. And those, those three pop into my brain real, real quick. Okay. Okay. You know. Okay. So you're looking at the pros. What else are you doing? Um, trying to pay attention to the rookies, obviously, you know, because you're already, you're always doing the research on the rookies. Some people start in the middle of the regular season. I, I don't do that. I wait till the season's over. Um, and you just, you put them in tiers or, or you just rank them. I've kind of done both lately. I've just been ranking them. I haven't been uh, putting them in tiers. Okay. So I'll go ahead. What my basic strategy with a startup is I'm not looking to win the first year or two. Okay. I, I'm trying to draft guys that young guys, I, I don't draft uh, on a startup. I, you know, depending on the position, I'm not going to draft a 25 year old running back on a startup. Um, I, I'm not going to draft a 30 year old wide receiver on a startup. Uh, I don't, I try to stay away from that. Um, I, I try to stick with the young guys. I, at age 25, 26 on a running back, uh, I'm trying to, trying to trade them. Okay. Um, trade them away. And, you know, 30, 31 year old wide receivers, same thing. Um, I, I try to, I try to get the younger guys and, and build from there. And I, been fairly successful for me last year was a down year i think i only won one or two leagues but generally i win about a third of my leagues oh so, how about that batting 330 yeah. that's pretty good that's pretty good so does that mean in this year like you'd be you'd be passing on a leonard Fournette um and derrick henry what about zeke i mean he's i think he's like he's actually 24 but uh yeah He's got more uh, mileage um, than the other guys. What, what are you doing right. with them? On, on a startup, I, I I don't think I'd pick up Henry. No, not on a startup. Okay. Um, I do have Henry in, in some of my leagues. Right, right. Uh, but not for a startup. Um, yeah, I Zeke. I, I draft Zeke. Yeah, he's he's not he's not over that. He's not at that age yet for me. Okay. Um, close, but he's not there. Okay. Um, you know, Mixon. Cook, all those guys. Uh, Gurley, I would not draft. Um, trying to think of some others that are old. Um, 
Adrian well, Peterson. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you get down to the Le- <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, and then now you're looking yeah. at 28 year olds. Well, and... well, yeah, 28 year old Le'Veon Bell. No, I wouldn't draft Le'Veon Bell in a startup. What about Melvin Gordon? I mean, he's 27, but he feels like, you know, he took out a year. So he's like a spry 27. Yeah, uh, probably not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, probably not. It's kind of a hard and fast rule. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, There's always exceptions, but most likely not. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, what are you doing near the, the later rounds of a draft? Well, I still try to follow um, my, my rankings. And for the most part, but down towards the end, there'll be a certain guy that, uh, you know, you might want to get, you might, you know, you just think this guy, I got, got to take, he's, you know, a lot of upside possibility there. So you just snag, snag. For uh, one, one example in, um, in uh, the 12 leagues that, that I'm commissioning, I only got this player three times, but in the other five leagues that I, play in I got this player and I you know I was targeting him I was trying to get him and, and yeah. he's a you know, mid-round guy he's not uh, an early rounder and he's not a late rounder and it's um Tyler Johnson the uh oh. wide receiver for the um Golden uh, Gophers yeah. now he plays for Tampa Bay yep for the Bucks yep okay so you know it was just a guy he's got great metrics um he's just a guy targeted now I I may have had him ranked a lot higher than a lot of folks. Maybe that's one of the reasons I got him. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's in a group of guys that, you know, LaVisca, Chenault, Zach Moss are 18 and 19. And Tyler Johnson's down at 31, but I view him right up there with them. It's just this huge group of guys that it's kind of take your guy at that point. You know, there's there's 12, 13 guys that just take the one you want. So. Yeah. See, I have him at 25. Okay, yeah. So in in a non super play. Right, right. Um, well, I work at the University of Minnesota. Um, okay. And I work with a college students in like a chaplain kind of a way. I work with a group called Crew, um, and so it's I've been whenever I would hear on the radio they'd be talking about because you know Golden Gophers haven't really been anything I would pay attention to even while I worked there uh, for a couple of years. But uh, this year and the last year, he kind of started to be talked about even in national uh, NFL draft circles. And so I started to pay attention to him. So I, I hope I haven't, I don't have him in any of my leagues um, because usually I'm trading away seconds and thirds uh, rookie draft picks uh, to either move up in the draft or just to move out. So I don't, I don't usually get those guys uh, on my roster at least yet. Um, but I still, I still hope he pops. It would be kind of hard, I think, with that depth chart. But the NFL is funky; you never know what ha- might happen. Well, so. I and I haven't, uh, I haven't paid attention to the. Um, I know Evans. I don't know how many years Evans has left. And uh, Godwin. Yeah, Godwin. I was blank. I don't know how what is, is Godwin in his fourth year. Uh, I yeah. Like third, third or fourth year. So yeah. So he doesn't, you know. Can they afford to keep both Godwin and Evans right. when the time comes? So, you know, and Johnson and, and Godwin play the same position. So you know, I, my expectation is year three, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll pan out. Right. There might be some opportunity. Uh, a window could open for him. Yeah. yeah. 
Nice. Um, well, I want to talk to you about these uh, last things. Just want to talk to you about these uh, most recent uh, rookie uh, drafts that you've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to hear uh, about the one um, you sent me a couple couple of uh, of snap, you know, uh, images. Uh, so the one that um, finished up, uh, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago. Um, you in the you started with the one hundred six. Um, and, uh, right. and I think it's super flex, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, uh, tell me about that draft. I, you know, I, uh, you gave me a little bit of context, but just for the listeners, give us some context and kind of what unfolded, uh, for you. Well, this, this draft went very well for me. At least I think it did. Um, I had at the beginning of the draft, I had picked, uh, one six, one eleven, two eleven, three seven, three eleven, four five, and four eleven. So I had seven picks, and this is a very competitive fourteen-team superflex on MFL. Uh, this I lo- I won this league two years ago. Um, when it, you know, I, I came into the draft expecting Acres, Swift, or Dobbins at six. It's a superflex, so I, you know, I'm expecting. Burrow, Tua, and Herbert to go. Well, especially in 14-team Superflex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm expecting Acres, Swift, Dobbins to be there. So I, I'm happy to get either of those three guys. Yeah. So one six rolls around, and two is still there. So I'm going, oh, boy. You know, because I would like to, going into the draft, it'd be nice to get a quarterback. Uh, I could use a quarterback because I that league I only have um, – I had two starters, um, the, the Atlanta quarterback. Matt Ryan. Yeah, Ryan and, and Prescott. Yep. And then I also have, have uh, Tyrod Taylor. Okay. So, you know, I expect Tyrod to start, a, you know, a couple of games and then Herbert to take over. So um, at 1-6, two is sitting there, and I'm going, oh, man, I really like him, but – I'm scared to death of that injury. I know he's quote unquote cleared, ready to go, healthy, you know, 100%, so on and so forth. But boy, that injury just scares the bejesus out of me. So I'm hoping someone will offer me something. Yeah. Lo and behold, I, I get a guy and we go back and forth a few times. I end up trading one six for one eight because he had, he had eight. Okay. So I got one eight. And my whole plan was, I'm hoping I can get Herbert at 1-8 because I'd still like to get a quarterback. Yeah. So we negotiated, and I was able to get 1-8, and Mike Gusecki. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and that, that helps because for uh, tight end, I had Ertz, Doyle, and Herndon. And so now I was able to add Gusecki to that yeah. rotation. Because I don't know how much, how many years Ertz has left, and Doyle, you know, he's not what he used to be in Herndon. Who knows what he may or may not be. Right. So you know, it, it worked out good. Then when one uh, eight rolled around, that quarterback was still there, so I was able to get him. It worked out perfect. Nice. I bet and you were sweating next- when one hundred seven went down. <laughs> yeah, actually, I can't remember who uh, who went one seven. Um, but I believe 
the the timer ran out on that one. Oh my god! Yeah, the timer ran out on on the the guy, and so I'm kind of like, oh geez, and and I had Herbert as a pre-draft selection. So when the timer ran out, I was expecting MFL to boing automatically, you know, yeah. hand them to me. It didn't happen. I'm going, oh, you know, I get on the cheat the league chat, and oh well, timer ran out. Uh, what happens now? It didn't pick my player, and so. I don't, what I did was I quickly um, texted the, uh, the the commissioner and I said the timer ran out on such and such team I'm up and I select Herbert. So <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to get it in there on the record. The, it's on the record. Yeah, exactly, and, and which which you know it worked out. There was no issues there, sure. so it worked out good. And <laughs> so next next I'm up at 111, and lo and behold, Acres is still there. That's and, crazy. Uh, this is this is that's crazy. Is this like yeah. people are going nuts about these wide receivers? Well, for for my for me, my my rankings, the uh, those five wide uh, five uh, running backs were all ahead of the wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. So the only one that wasn't ahead of those wide receivers was Vaughn, and that's because he's yeah twenty four years old now. I think <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Um, so Acres was there and. You know, I said, oh, heck, I'm going to get Akers and Herbert. And this worked out real good. And then all of a sudden, I get a trade offer. And so we negotiate. And I end up trading Akers, which is or 111, which turned out to be Akers. He yeah. Akers. I, I traded 111. And in return, he gave me a 20-21-1, a 20-21-2, a 20-22-1, and a 20-22-2. <laughs> so I got I got two ones and two twos for Mr. Akers. That's that's worth it. Yeah, that's worth it. Not for the other guy. I think it's an overpay for the, for him, but for you, absolutely, I would accept that deal. Yeah, but you know, hey, he was happy too. So yeah, it, it's all in the eyes of the beholder. But I was very pleased with that. Yeah, nice, very pleased. And uh, let's see, one of those one of those draft picks that I got from one. For the, the for trading out of the the Tua selection at one six, I used I packaged that to get um let me see which was that it was two I traded two nine which I picked up from from the uh, Tua trade okay and I also traded with that I packaged two nine uh, three eleven and Sanu. To knew I was not going to keep. Okay. Uh, he was going to be he, off your he, roster anyways. He, he, he's going to be off my roster come September 1st, I think, and something like that when we have to cut down. Yeah. So, he, you know, I was, it, it was a just complete throw in and it, it was great for me and uh, worked, worked out good for the other guy. He was, he was happy. He ended up with his 209. He got Claypool and uh, P. Ryan and Sanu. Okay. And I moved up because at I was you know, two oh nine. I was it was we were at two oh oh no two oh four two oh five. I don't remember. No, I think we were at two oh five. And um, at two oh eight, a particular uh, league mate, I had a feeling was going to get this one particular player, and I didn't want him to have him. I wanted him. So it worked out perfect because I did contact the uh, the other team. That was one slot ahead of me, and he did confirm that he was going to pick Love. 
quarterback from Green Bay uh-huh. if he was there. So it worked out good. So I ended up getting uh, – So you jumped ahead of him. Yeah, jumped up ahead of him. I got Herbert earlier, and I got Love, you know, later in, in the draft. And, but I was able to get ahead of him. And it didn't cost me much. Yeah. So – and the Claypool pick, that can be a very good pick for the other guy. But I I don't have Claypool on any of my uh, leagues. And in this league and in several others, I especially didn't want him because I already have had um, Johnson, uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh-huh. So I didn't want to have Johnson and Claypool from the Steelers together. Okay. So I, I stayed away from Claypool. Sure. I don't know, man. Those, those, uh, those Pittsburgh Steelers, they can, they can find wide receivers. And he was a second-round yeah. pick. Gosh, I sometimes forget the NFL draft. It seems like it was so far ago since like so many things have happened in our country. Where you kind of like, when, when was the NFL draft? I know it was a big deal when it happened, but apparently Claypool was a second round pick. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't remember where he, it sounds about right. Yeah, I mean he's very talented. I mean he's. I believe he was the one that a lot of people were thinking, oh, he might turn into a tight end. Oh yeah, so he's six four. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they already have two tight ends. They got Ebron and uh, McDonald. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but you never know. They might. They might uh, groom. Right. Pick tight ends. Doubt it. I think now people are thinking uh, he's going to stay as a wide receiver. Sure. Sure. So the lots of uh, lots of lots of wheeling and dealing on on that draft, and now you're yeah. you're in one currently that's unfolding. You said it's your 16 team league. Yes. Yes. I, and I'm all done. Uh, drafting on that one, but there's still, you know, the fourth round to go through. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that one, that's the one uh, I had 11, 11 picks um, on that one. I, last year during the season, I traded, I traded uh, Cook for uh, one, two, two ones this year, a two this year. Uh, Henderson from the Rams and a one next year. Oh wow! Okay, so, that's a good haul. Yeah, so I the, those those ones and the two uh, for this year turned out to be one eleven, one fifteen, and two fourteen. Okay. Um, and with with those picks, I got Rugs at one eleven, uh, Pittman at one fifteen, and Hamler at two fourteen. Plus Henderson, and then plus I have a one next year. So all that was for for. Uh, Cook, mm-hmm. and then also last year during the season, I traded Cream Hunt for three twos, two of them this year, one next year, and so the two that I used that I got this year, um, I used those picks on Chenault and uh, Tyler Johnson. So why are you selling these uh, these young running backs? Uh, that league, well, last year was a startup, and so. I went in there originally trying to see what I, how it would end up when, when the draft was all said and done. I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to compete, so, which I, you know, I wasn't planning on winning next year or this year, actually. Yeah. Norm. But I knew that – well, I didn't know. I assumed that I could get some capital, especially from Cook. Um, so I, I just shopped them out there and – I was happy to find what I could find. If if I couldn't find enough, I would have been happy to keep them too. Yeah, yeah. And then with Hunt, I really like Hunt. Hunt, I was, I was all over Hunt um, 
his, you know, his rookie draft. I, and people were, thought I was crazy. He's a great player. It's just, he's, you know, unfortunately the off the field issues that he yeah. has. So, well, yeah, uh, I, I remember on a, a recent podcast, we talked about Kareem Hunt and, and at the time there was still Spencer Ware and Tarkandrup West and it looked like an RB by community situation, but he just blew up uh, his rookie yeah. season. What, what was the, say again, what you got for Kareem Hunt? I got, I ended up getting three twos, one next year, two this year. And I got Chenault and Tyler Johnson this year. Okay. So Tyler Johnson, Chenault, and a future second for, yes, next year for uh, Kareem Hunt. You know, when you start to put like names on these guys, like I feel like that changes the way people view, view trades. You know, like when you did it, you got three right. seconds and that's all they were called. And now there's right. names to them. I still think I would have taken Kareem Hunt, but at the time, three seconds sounds pretty good, especially because he was buried behind you know, uh, yeah. Nick Chubb and the character risk could flare up even further. You know, there's a risk in owning well, that, him. That's, that's the scary part there. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with the, uh, the what, what do you have, marijuana possession, I think, or something like that. I can't um, remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember either, but, uh, you know, something may come of that. Maybe nothing will come right. out of it. Who knows? Right. Uh, I, and I still have him in several leagues. Uh, you know, I and people have tried to get him, and you know, I'll trade him if if the compensation uh, okay for me. But other than that, you know, I'll yeah, I've been for now. I've I been trying to. I don't have him in any of my leagues, and I have been trying to target him. But it feels like, and I agree with the owners that 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 keep turning me down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean even if he doesn't have a workhouse horse role, like he's a, he's a really good flex option at the running back position. And if one injury away, he's a top five producing style running back. So it seems like he's uh, a firm hold because the trade market doesn't really match his ceiling, but uh, the floor for the owner who already has him, like warrants that you don't really want to sell him for cheap because even, even at his floor right now, he's still a worthy asset. So uh, I found it very right. difficult to to try to get him because he had the, out, the range of outcomes as well as he's already a safe player. Well, you know, except for the character stuff, but uh, as far as production goes. So, um, but I do like him. I, I like him a lot. So, yeah. well, uh, that it's, yeah. uh, it's been a nice time visiting with my commissioner, Reggie. Um, and uh, thanks for, for coming. Thanks for being able to move from Sunday to Monday. I really appreciate that. Um, no, and thank you for stepping in uh, on behalf of all 12 league owners, uh, 12 leagues and all the owners in those. Uh, I know that Aaron had built some really fun dynasty leagues and you have stabilized that so that we can all continue to have fun. And thank you for <laughs> bearing the weight of all of our, you know, constant requests during the rookie draft when things on the website are glitchy and you have to reset things. I know that's a, <laughs> it's, it's a thankless job being a commissioner. So uh, let me thank you now for being my commissioner. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks. I, I, I appreciate the good words. One thing that was very difficult with, with that this year was I think um, with less than a, well, was it a week, less than a week left, before all the drafts were going to be starting um, with Aaron leaving and another guy left also 
because Aaron left, I had, and there was, I think, three or four orphans that I'm, I was still trying to fill at the time. I had to fill 18 orphans in less than oh. a week. And I got it done. But it, it was it was a fair. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I remember uh, taking advantage of that because I've, one of my goals is always to get to uh, my friends and coworkers to experience Dynasty, and I was able to get three people uh, into into those in those orphan spots uh, in the in the two leagues that I was in. So I was I was grateful for for that. Um, yeah, and and one and one's a, and one's a lady, yeah. which is nice. It's good. It's good to to have have the ladies in the fantasy. That's right. Also. Shout out to you, Jen Eggers. Thanks for stepping in and taking over <laughs> she took over aaron's team so should be a pretty fun ride for her this season she's loaded oh yeah Most so. definitely. yeah he stacked them There's yeah. no doubt i about still that. i was marveled at every and it, was this in all of the leagues that he was in because he was just every every team seems like it's just fully loaded best scoring team in the league every time it's like oh such a headache Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, there was there was some teams that, that you know were down. You can't always have uh, be like that with every team every year. But yeah, generally speaking, his his teams were yeah. stacked. And yeah. still well, up. hey, so, uh, if you get a chance to communicate with him, tell him I want to interview him on this uh, podcast down the road. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, sure. Uh, Reggie, thanks again for joining us tonight. Uh, we'll end it here and uh, have a good night, my friend. So I've been thinking about the the two trades Reggie mentioned in his 16-team league, uh, which is basically he was doing a startup and uh, wanted to be young, but he also um, kind of has an age limit with with running backs, and so he wanted to use the value that Dalvin Cook and Kareem Hunt currently hold to capitalize on some future prospects and at the time you know he sent I think he said like two firsts this year a few a first next year a second this year and uh, Henderson from the Rams and it turned into was it Ruggs and Pittman and KJ Hamler Henderson and a future first and for, da- for Dalvin Cook, and I was just thinking to myself, like, that's, that doesn't seem like enough. Uh, you know, like, uh, that seems like a bad trade uh, after the fact. Like, when you hear what he got just as calling them as picks, it sounded like, oh, that's, that's pretty good value. But what they actually turned into in the draft, you know, wasn't exactly, I would think, a fair value for Dalvin Cook. Uh, and then similarly with the Kareem Hunt that he got three seconds for for Kareem Hunt. And I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, but what they ended up being was LaViscus Chenault and Tyler Johnson in a future second. And I'm like, oh, I think I'd still rather have Kareem Hunt. But then I was thinking about it. And he's in a 16-team league. And maybe, you know, everyone has one... You know, if you have like Lamar Jackson and uh, you know Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas, like those are those are going to be like putting you in a good position at, each week. But 
everyone probably has one player that's akin to a Dalvin Cook or, or a Kareem Hunt, uh, and maybe two. But what they really need is is depth, just so that you can start, you know, viable players at your wide receiver three, your RB two. Uh, you just need a substantial amount of depth because of how many teams are in the league. And I was thinking about how his his goal was not to win last year or to win this year. And so, Dalvin Cook and Kareem Hunt need to be sold from your team if you want to get value for them, you know, before and and make sure your window opens up at the right time when your players are ready to be matured and start producing. Whereas Dalvin Cook and Kareem Hunt you know, next year will probably, if if not um, be stable in their value, they'll have decreased in value simply because people will start considering age when they think of those players, whether they whether they should or not is you know another another thing altogether. But it will be a factor that people think about when they put value to those names. Um, but there, there is a point that I've always wondered about when I've heard analysts talk about trading kind of bigger name uh, players who who are early on in your startup draft ADP. Like Devin Cook would be a top 24 player in, in, in the 16-team league. He might be in the first round, you know, in the first 16 picks. Probably will be. Uh, I've heard people say, well, when you're trading that level of player off of your team... You don't want just picks. You want uh, a known quantity as well. And I've always been like, well, you know, I don't know. Just picks sounds good. But here's an example of where maybe I see their point that those picks turn into players, but those players are still unknown quantities. And like Henry Ruggs, Michael Pittman, they might be fine. They might be awesome or they might be a bust. Uh, But the might be of of those statements makes me think, well, if you got Michael Pittman and KJ Hamler and a future, you know, first and Henderson, and maybe you had taken instead of that other first, you got someone like a Jarvis Landry. Um, Maybe that would be a doable option because people generally, you know, don't have that high of an opinion of Landry, but he's a known quantity. You know what he's going to give you. And he's going to help your team even when it comes to maturity, you know, a year from now. Um, So now I'm starting to think maybe there is something to that, getting a known quantity with those picks because three firsts sounds great, but I don't love who those picks turned into be. And then <laughs> I was thinking, you know, it's really actually quite hard to evaluate uh, trades, uh, even outside of a vacuum, because Reggie's goals are different than what my goals usually are in a trade. And on top of that, Reggie's in a 16-team league who I've, I've never been in a 16-team league, and so I don't understand uh, the value shifts and the, the pressure it is uh, to field a overall really quality roster it's probably much more challenging and so what to me seems like oh that's a it's not you know I didn't get it enough I, maybe I'm wrong <laughs> and I, I'm thinking maybe I am especially because uh, in our dynasty league that we're in we're in two together we met in the championship in one of them and he beat me <laughs> this last year uh, so 
Uh, and he even said, like, he wins about a third of his leagues. Uh, it's kind of a track record. So the man knows what he's doing uh, and has a lot of experience. And so uh, as I was uh, ruminating in the last, you know, 12 hours or so, as I list, re-listened to our interview, I was like, uh, lots of thoughts were flying through my head. And in the end, um, I do think getting a known quantity uh, with picks is a, is a good idea when you're sending one of those high-end Dalvin Cook-like assets I'll, on top of that, um, thinking about 16-team leagues, that oh, I probably, um, I probably don't understand it, and uh, with Reggie's track record, he probably does know what he's doing, and so my evaluation shows my ineptitude, not his. <laughs> what I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I'm the idiot. Uh, not that you're an idiot, Reggie, <laughs> but that yeah, there was a lot uh, to to chew on in in that last little bit. Uh, from from his 16 team league and, and what I'm just trying to uh, learn from that. So, but yeah, like I said, it was really fun to have him on and to uh, uh, learn a little bit of uh, his story and to gain some wisdom from a guy who clearly knows what he's doing as an owner and uh, could help us out. So, thanks for joining. And uh, I won't be. Um, I will have another one next week, and then the week of Fourth of July, I'm going to take a break. Um, so. But if you want to be on a future show, go ahead and direct message me on Twitter, at Nathaniel Bro, um, or uh, find other ways to get in contact with me. I'd love to expand uh, people's opportunity to be on a, a podcast and have some fun. And uh, with uh, July coming nearer, maybe we'll even little, learn a little bit more about what the NFL's shape is going to be in the future. So uh, we can start talking about the future seasons down the road here which will be fun so uh thanks for listening have a great night